This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Quick programming tease for tomorrow. Gordon, Dr. Angela Dunn is going to be on the show at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. Make an appointment for that. Of course, you did a, what, uh, a takeout? Is that what you said I needed a to feature, say? feature, profile, whatever you want to call uh, it. On her, that was in Sunday's paper and up online at sltrib.com, which I thought was really, really good. And she's nice enough uh, to be willing to jump on the show tomorrow at 4. So that's great. She is, and uh, we'll look forward to talking with her. She's very articulate and... Uh Fancies herself as a sports fan, too. So that's uh, she played volleyball at Brown and that was captain of her volleyball team. Which I thought was a great part of the story. We also know that she's extraordinarily busy, obviously, so we're really excited that she would take a few minutes for us. I think that's, uh, that's going to be really great for our listeners. Yeah, all, all y'all out there, yeah, like Jake said, make an appointment for that at 4 o'clock tomorrow. That'll be very interesting to hear the latest on uh Utah's fight against this uh, this virus. And uh, maybe we'll get a chance to ask her a little bit about her background, some of the stuff that uh, that you talked to her about, because I thought that that was, uh, that was really interesting. And getting to know somebody who's had such a, a prominent voice in our community, uh, I thought was valuable. So that's really cool. She's going to join us uh, tomorrow at 4. Gordon, uh, Mark Matt. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I look forward to it. Uh, Mark Madsen was on with DJ and PK, and uh, they didn't specifically ask him about the Rudy and Donovan situation, but they did ask him about conflict with teammates behind the scenes. And, of course, he was on some teams with some pretty strong personalities, Gordon. Mm-hmm. And uh, here's what he had to say. Well, it's, it's a great question because <laughs> my, my first two years at the Lakers – we're winning championships. Everybody was happy in June, but there was so much conflict throughout the season. There just was. There was drama. There was, you would wake up in the morning and read something in the LA Times. Phil was, you know, calling out a player publicly. The player would go back at Phil. I mean, it was never, it's never perfect in a locker room. It's just never perfect. Um, I think what you hope is you hope that that there's never a risk that can't be healed. And even if, it's, if it doesn't heal 100%, hopefully whatever risk there is um, on any team, it can get back to a point where there's a professional relationship. I think one thing that's talked about a lot in the NBA is professionalism. You know, things are going to happen. Sometimes those things are personal. Sometimes, most of the time it's not. But, but sometimes it's personal, and, and that's where, I mean, it's amazing how many NBA players I've seen just get in the same room and hash something out and, and crush it. Now, that doesn't always happen either. But it, it's just amazing when, when two guys really want to communicate and solve a problem, it gets done. Thought pretty insightful comments uh, coming from Mark Madsen. He certainly is somebody who's had some history with this uh, topic of conversation, and it kind of echoes what you and I think the eventual mm, outcome will be from this situation with Rudy and Donovan. 
Well, I, I think there's a similar dynamic, uh, just not as exaggerated from, say, the college level to the pro level. Because once you get to the pro level, the egos are big. These guys are established and they think the world, uh, no, I'm speaking generally, revolves around them and they have more power to throw their weight around. What happens if that is the case on a college team, I wonder? Maybe it depends on how good the players are and how valuable they are to the program. Or do you think the coach is the one with all the power and just step in and just knock heads around and say, knock it off? No, I think, you know, some voices are louder than others in in any of those circumstances, wouldn't you think? I mean, you know, we've been talking a lot about uh, the Michael Jordan documentary, and I think on those North Carolina Tar Heels teams, his voice is probably a little louder than others, right? Yeah, I suppose that became clear. I loved what James Worthy said. (laughs) Yeah, we we wanted to play one-on-one, and I was better than he was for about two weeks. Yeah. It was a great line. I, I mean, you can, you, you know, that reminds me of a number of different things. Maybe the, we just watched this documentary, so it's at the top of the mind. But, you know, Reinsdorf talked Phil Jackson into coming back for that last year. They bypassed Jerry Krause and said, all right, we're going to get in the same room and we're going to work it out. I mean, I think a lot of a lot of these issues are worked out with face-to-face real conversation. Gordon, you and I have both been there in, in our careers uh, where, you know, you've got an issue and you've got to get face-to-face and more often than not, it, it, gets, uh, it gets figured out. Because working with someone in, in a way, in, a cl- in close quarters, and you're, you're feuding, that sucks, man. Life's too short for that. And so you have two options. Either someone's got to go or else you'll work it out. And if it's two valued pieces to the puzzle... Why wouldn't you work it out? That's what I, I go back to Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. I, I go back to Shaq and Kobe. I just, I cannot, it seems like such a waste to me that they couldn't work that out. You know? But uh, they're not, I'm not them, they're not me. But uh, it seems like it's, if it's in everyone's best interest, then do it. Find a way. Find a way to make it work. Have you ever worked with somebody that you just could not stand, Jake? <laughs> somebody that, I mean, you you couldn't work with them anymore. Uh, no, I've never really gotten to that point. I, I've been frustrated with coworkers in the past, though, for sure. I can, I can identify with that. But I've never gotten, you know, lined in the sand, him or me, or she or me. He, she there or was, me. There, there was a radio team back east. That was very highly rated, and uh, they were very successful, and they were making a lot of money. And I was told that they would walk into the studio, not say a word to each other. The, the The mics would go on. They would do the show, and as soon as the show ended, they would leave and not speak. And I guess they found a way, at least for a while, to keep it going. But that would that that's just I, I would I would be motivated to try to fix it. And uh, certainly that would be the case if I was in a locker room and I wanted to win. Yeah, but but as Mark said right there, sometimes things get personal. And that's that's when things get can sometimes get sideways because we're talking about humans after all. Well, we we hear stories about people who get in arguments, who who have all kinds of reasons for being angry at each other. Everything from from very silly things to, you know, uh, 
a player sleeping with another with a teammate's wife. You know, I mean, you hear all kinds of rumors that go on. And if it's if it's something that's so profound as that, then I imagine it would be impossible really to fix. But most of these things, it seems like if you get two reasonable people in a room together, you can find a way to channel that that anger or that energy toward a collective goal, namely winning. And I, I, I really think it's a tragedy when teammates can't work through these things, especially if they're really, really good. Yeah, and you'd hope that that self-interest or mutual interest would, would win out. But, I mean, we've been talking about examples today. You brought up Shaq and Kobe, where where that didn't work out necessarily in the end. And we're, we're talking about this Bulls team, where for whatever reason we can cast blame on Jerry Krause or whomever you want. But that wasn't the whole theme of this documentary is that the last dance, that, that it wasn't going forward after that. that it was part going of that to be over. was... Part of that was because the players were, some of those players were getting a little older. I don't know. Do you think if if they had kept that team together that it would have won another championship? No, not as not as constituted. I mean, Scottie Pippen had a couple of nice years with other teams, but, you know, he wasn't um, as good as he was with Chicago. Maybe somebody could argue that, but I think I'm pretty safe with that opinion. And then Rodman was all but spent. At that point, and everybody else was role player. I mean, you know, Ron Harper, he spent all those years with the Clippers. How old was he at the end of that run, right? You know, mm-hmm. Luke Longley, Steve Kerr had other had more good years left in him, right? We saw him win a couple of titles with uh, with San Antonio, but he was not exactly the, the dominant player. And then Jordan was really good with the Wizards, like better than you remember, but he wasn't the same guy either, right? Yeah, yeah, man, I'll tell you, looking back at that, that whole scenario in 98, what might have been, uh, there was a re- reason Jordan wanted Pippen on a team with him because he, he, he knew his job would be a lot easier if he had his lieutenant alongside. But that's what's so frustrating for Jazz fans when they look back at that 98 result in Game 6. The Jazz have the lead and the ball, and... Uh, and Pippen is not going to play in Game 7. He's not going to play. And so Jordan would have been left kind of alone. And that that Jazz team was good enough that they probably could have taken advantage of that and won it all in Game 7 because of the Pippen injury. And uh, they can't quite close it out. Sorry, Austin, I didn't mean to pour any more salt in the moon. Sounds like that's exactly what you're doing to everybody listening. So... I mean, it's not just me. If if Jordan doesn't steal the I ball, didn't write a, and, I didn't write a, a column that was widely read across the world about how it was in the bag, though. So. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> who was uh, who wrote that headline, though? Huh? I think that might have been PK. <laughs> Do you know that story, Jake? Uh huh. It was PK. I didn't know that until today. Al- it's always PK. Oh, PK or Lloyd. It's always their fault. One of the two. <laughs> anyway, uh, to, uh, the Jazz win that series if they win game six. I'm almost certain of it. Even as great as MJ was, I think at that point in his career, he couldn't have done it without Pippen. All right. Just my opinion, but it didn't work out that way. Mm. Want to remind you about our friends at Divi, the modern financial platform for business. See how you can spend smarter at GetDivi.com. We'll have more Big Show coming up straight ahead right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. 
I'm here to introduce the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about from the guys you know and trust. Go Town! Turn it up. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. Yeah, yeah. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for Drops of the Day. We've been doing it every day at 5.30 where the three of us each select a piece of sound or a drop or something that uh, we want to hear. And Gordon, we've been trying to, I don't know, have a few laughs during this uh, whole crazy situation. We have, and uh, many of these are funny. Some of them are just astounding. Some of them are, uh, are, are sad. Uh, have we had a lot of sad ones? <laughs> Not really. Why would we pick sad ones? The whole point is to smile. <laughs> yeah. Going to pick something sad. Well, I mean, that whole thing about a dog dying. Uh, are you talking about Hans or are you talking about Casey Kasem? <laughs> well, it applies for either. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'll start today. And this one. All right. So here's the here's the setup to this one. So on a sports television broadcast in Kansas, the anchor, the sports anchor, who's a Kansas State fan, calls the Jayhawks a disparaging name. Now, he gets blowback online, and he com- comes on the very next day and, uh, and has, uh, addresses the subject. So here's the first day, followed by the second. In our 10 o'clock sports report last night, I was having a discussion with Frank Bowl. We were talking about the Kansas Jayhawks and somehow, some way, I don't know what happened, but it got out on the social media today that I used a derogatory term in talking about the Kansas Jayhawks. Believe me, folks, I would never, ever go on the air. That's not what I am all about. I've had my go around with Jayhawk fans, but I would never say what I have been accused of. And I just wanted, I felt compelled to get that out today. Thank you. Yes, you did. It sure sounded to me like he said it. He said he would never say that. He himself has got to be able to go back and watch the tape, right? It'd be one thing to say, like, I did not mean to say that. I apologize. I don't know how that happened. But to flat come out and be like, I did not say that. Out there on the social media, I don't know what they're talking about. I did not (laughs) say that. Well, yeah, you did. Yeah, he did. And when he said it, he sounded like he said it on purpose. He absolutely did. But if you're going to, you know, go into crisis mode, Gordon, what you can't say is, I didn't say that. I don't know what these wing nuts out there on the social media are saying, but I did not say that. Well, yeah, you did. He did say it. There's no doubt about it. it. It'd be like you saying, hey, I did not ask him. How are you hanging on? Where are you? That did not that did not happen. That, those words did not come out of my mouth. You can't do that. 
Well, pretty much got the evidence right there. I, I mm-hmm. couldn't say I accurately reported on Matt Harpering's injury that that one day, <laughs> way back in the day. I could not I did come not on say that. and say, I did not say that. <laughs> now, I could come on and say, wow, I apologize. I don't know how that happened. I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> I apologize if I offend anybody. But what I couldn't say was, nah, I didn't say that. Well, yeah, you did. Yeah, that, that's, that's remarkable that he could get away with that. I mean, oh, I don't think he got away with it. Oh, well, I actually, I don't know if he's still still yeah. doing the news. But that's just a funny reaction. Oh, the people saying on the social media, nope, didn't say it, would never say it. Mm, you did say it. <laughs> you did say and it. And it's not I've that hard lot. to piece it together. I, no, look, we've all said things. Uh, maybe not quite like that. But we've all said things accidentally or that come across different than the way we meant them. I I plead guilty, uh, but uh, but to say no that I didn't say that, then that that's that's uh, that's indefensible. It's not you know nineteen whatever anymore, where it just disappears into air. <laughs> yeah. People people have the ability to you know, media on the social media, they have the ability to you know point out the fact that well yeah you did. You did. You, did. <laughs> you pretty much did. So that's the greatest you know, denial ever. Nope, didn't yeah, do it. That's crazy. All right, Jake. I'm in the mood for some uh, some angry lock. I haven't heard uh, David call a game in quite some time, and I just uh, sort of got a hankering to hear David's uh, to see David's head spin around and just almost pop off. Am I blind, or did he just crush his arm? Oh. How the heck is that not a call? There's a foul. They don't call it. They don't call him here. Johnson grabbing Rudy Gobert, and he gets the offensive rebound. How many nights can we get screwed? How many times? Hit by Chandler. They don't call it. you got to be kidding me. Oh, my gosh. Holy smokes. That's terrible. Rodney for three. Foul. Rodney's foul. Oh, my God. He didn't call it. I've gone blind. That's a miracle that they didn't call that. No, it's not. Unbelievable they didn't call the foul. JTR makes up a mystery and points at Hood's foot as though he kicked his foot out. Nothing could be further from the truth. With he goes to dunk. No whistle, no call. Ball sneaks out of his hand. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Amazing. Oh, I miss it so much. uh, I'm waiting for where's right waters. How many times could we get screwed? That's that that one's my favorite. I think. Mm. <laughs> There's a foul. They don't call it. They don't call him here. Johnson grabbing Rudy Gobert, and he gets the offensive rebound. How many nights can we get screwed? How many times? Man, I love David. <laughs> Couldn't call a game for a week after that. <laughs> Voice was gone. Oh, man, that is classic. Good selection today, Gordon. I needed that. Uh, yeah, David's going to be on with us on Wednesday, by the way. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, my awesome. gosh! <laughs> <laughs> I just, by the way, I'm nothing... with him on every one of those calls. Uh, oh, come on. Really? Every one of them. Uh, it's good entertainment, but uh, whatever. All right, uh, Austin. What do you got for us today? Anything? Uh, anything? Uh, anything that you're going to de- deny later? No, uh, but something I believe that the 76ers or, or whoever drafted Kyle Korver might deny. Did you ever hear the story Kyle Korver told? He was given the commencement speech 
at some graduation yeah, a few yeah. years ago. Wasn't he, he traded for a copier? Well, that was Did I just that was it? gonna be the thing. Dang it! Sorry, yeah, wait, I mean wait, it goes yeah. about wait. Twenty seconds, Good. and then that gets Good delivered. Play. Was there, was there that. something? Dump that. Was there, so, was there so, something in there about a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Too? <laughs> so uh, there's Jake just delivering delivering the bite, and now here's Kyle Corver for some reason. <laughs> I'll just play it anyway. The fifty-first pick to the New Jersey Nets. I found out shortly afterwards that I've been traded to Philly. I'm not sure if trade is the right word. I was more or less sold for an undisclosed amount of money. I later found out they used that money to pay for the entry fee for their summer league team, and with leftover money, they bought a copy machine. What's your trade value? Apparently mine is a copy machine. So there you go. Well, that was a really anticlimactic. Yeah, I ruined it. (laughs) I did, but didn't he? Didn't he go on and brag about outplaying the copy machine? Like the copy machine died before his uh, career has been over. A couple years ago, that copy machine broke, <laughs> and I'm still playing. And he found a place. And he did. He, he, found he, found a place he to got live. out of that hotel. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Here, I got a little something for you. I I just ruined Austin's I'm bit. I apologize. <laughs> so funny. It's terrible. Oh, that was great. Man, I never want to hear anything about you saying anything about me blowing through a tease. Oh, or come on! I do I do it once in my whole you, career, in you your whole career. several times a day. <laughs> you just absolutely ruined Austin's selection. <laughs> I mean, Kyle's not the best uh, exciting speaker, anyway. So I was trying to, you know, drum up some kind of, you know, explain uh, it. And, yeah, and, yeah, some excitement. What, what would have happened? If if Kyle had spoken that the way Locke was uh, being angry, oh my gosh! Hmm. I we have oh that. My gosh! We have Gordon's drop now for ever. That's nice. <laughs> I was training for a copy machine. Oh my gosh! That's a great story. Yeah, brother. All right, we'll have more coming up next. Stay tuned. There's your drops of the day. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Michael Jordan destroys LeBron. Period. No questions asked. That was Ben on the open mic feature on our Zone Sports Network app. Feel uh, free to interact with the show on the open mic at any point. Just download our Zone Sports Network app, go to the open mic feed feature, record up to 15 seconds of audio, hit send, and it goes to right to Austin there in the control room. That is that is the X factor in all these GOAT discussions, Gordon, is what era would they have been playing in? Because that matters a lot because the NBA has changed so much since that 97-98 Bulls team. Yeah, it has, but I don't think that would change. And I think Jordan would play just as be just as dominant now as he was then. And uh, I, I don't know whether the players today would fend quite as well when when they were allowing some of the things they were allowing back in the day. But when I think of someone like LeBron, his body is big and strong enough that I think he could have absorbed and adjusted to that style of play as well. But what about and the- like like we talked about earlier, he gets hit a lot too. In, in the present day game. 
Yeah, but what about uh, what about the other way? Because Michael Jordan, part of his what made him great was his ability to finish when you thought, oh, there's no way he can get that shot off. When Patrick Ewing's punching him right in the face, and yet somehow he goes up and under and it goes in, you know? Yeah. He was so good at finishing around the rim despite all the punishment that he took. Would LeBron be similar? Because he is huge, LeBron. Well, yeah, that I don't know. Uh, so what I guess what I'm saying is I think that uh, it's more punitive transporting LeBron back than it is moving Michael forward. Okay. All right. I can come along with that. Yeah. I mean, since- but, but, but I also think I don't want to make that sound like I'm putting LeBron down because, again, he, he's, a, he's a big, strong guy, and I think he, he could have, if that's the game that was uh, being played, I think he, he could have adjusted to that uh, without much of a problem. See, I think Magic's inability to shoot would make him, what, a backup big in today's day and age? Uh, well, you know, the funny thing about that was that uh, what, what Magic would have done is he would have adjusted his game to what was necessary. Because he didn't have to do that so much because he had other weapons on the team that he was very adept at getting the ball to them. See, I think Jordan could shoot well enough that he would have adapted to the importance of the three-point line fairly easily. Yeah, I I agree. I don't know if Magic would have been the same. Yeah, it's funny. You go back and look at the statistics, and the three-point shot was really relatively seldom used compared to the the way it is nowadays. And uh, those guys could have developed that touch, I think, if they had just practiced that shot. It seems like nowadays that with the kids who are 14, 13 years old, they're, they're bombing away from, uh, as a part of the game right from jump. And the guys back in that time really didn't do it that much. Well, Gordon, I, I've got a real quick story I want to bring up with you that I saw today just because, well, really this, this kind of made me laugh. But um, what did you see the conflict – between uh, the Jaguars um, and Tony Khan, the son of the owner, and the exchange that he had with Yannick Ngakwe. Did you, uh, did did you see, see this whole thing? I did not. So Yannick uh, wants to be traded. Uh, and he, uh-huh. he, he tweeted out hashtag free Yon and then uh, tweeted out at Tony Khan, stop hiding, Mo, is what he said. And mm-hmm. Tony's also, uh, he's like a vice president in the organization. Um and uh, he, Tony responded on Twitter. He said, I'm not hiding, sir. I'm in isolation getting ready for the draft. I've been pretty active on social media in isolation. But you wouldn't know that since you unfollowed me again. <laughs> so Tony uh, got back. Uh, Yannick responded to that, Gordon, and said, since your feeling might be today, let's both let the world in on the truth. We, Ben, had a discussion that the Chargers game was my last game, yet you try to backdoor the situation without answering any of my camp's calls. SMH, you spoiled, bruh, holding up people for no reason. Hmm. Tony uh, responded to that, Gordon. All right. He said, uh, it's a new regime here, sir. I thank you from the bottom of my heart for all the contributions you made here. That said, tweeting insults at me won't get you traded any faster. Only good trade compensation will do that. Please redirect your efforts in a more productive outlet. To which Yannick responded, just trade me. I don't need the speech. And then Tony had the final response, which I thought was hilarious. Tony said, show me the compensation. I'm sure you're really driving up the price today, by the way. 
<laughs> Those last two really good. I find that so funny where Tony, uh, uh, I, I side with Tony Khan on this one, where he's basically like, we told you we trade you. We need to get something in return. So and you're not helping. You're knock not, it off. Stop it, because <laughs> you're not helping anybody. I don't want to see you here either. <laughs> Do you think that uh, that kind of back and forth really does devalue the worth of a player? Yes. Because, yes, I, do. It, I mean, if the player is really wanted and needed, then that's not going to really discourage anybody, is it? Because don't don't uh, a lot of the guys think that? Well, I'll make it better. I can I can relate to this guy. I can communicate and motivate him. I, I think it's the I think it's the other way around. Like like I think it's a, a franchise would say, why would I give you anything? You have to get rid of this guy. You've got no leverage. Yeah. That that I think is that I think is the issue is that you have to in, in negotiation you have to have the ability to walk away right that's that's where your negotiating strength comes from yeah. where you can just yeah. say no no thank you we're fine yeah. well the Jaguars can't do that when the players like trade me now I'm not coming <laughs> back I don't need the speech I don't need the just speech trade just me. trade me. <laughs> Well, that's not going to give the... I mean, the Jaguars have to have the ability to say, like, nope, we're going to keep him, right? What would be frustrating is if you were just being completely misunderstood. And and, and nobody likes to be misunderstood to the standpoint of devaluing what you're, what you're worth, you know? And, and sometimes it is a, a two-way street, and, and, and someone does get pigeonholed a certain way or is mistreated, and they feel somewhat powerless as far as what they can do about it. Now, there, as Dad used to say, there's a right way and there's a wrong way. There's a more productive way and a less productive way. And when it gets to this point, it uh, falls into that last category. I'm sure For you're. Sure. I'm sure you're really driving up the price today. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that so funny. yeah, that's not. Uh, well, it, it's why. It, it's why. Franchises, in all honesty, bend over backwards to not have it get to the trade demand part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and what? Uh, um, oh, why am I going blank? The former Cavs GM, who's now in New Orleans, um, he deserves some credit for salvaging a really David Griffin. Thank you, Austin, oh, yeah, for yeah, salvaging yeah. a really bad situation because he he ended up getting. I don't know if it was the king's ransom everybody was talking about for Anthony Davis, but they ended up getting some pretty decent compensation in yeah. a situation that could have gone really south because he wasn't going to play another game for them. Oh, there's no doubt that the Pelicans could end up, uh, they have a bright future, I think. They could possibly if they if they handle it appropriately going forward and 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 do the right team building around Zion in the right you know time frame. I I'm with you, but you know if if it you know it gets bad when a player demands a trade and said he's not going back there. I mean it's impossible to get uh, compensation. I I'm really looking forward to the behind the scenes look in this Jordan documentary of how they get Scottie Pippen back after his trade demand because I'm sure that wasn't easy. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, though, just like in the case of Pippen, if there's something that could have been done leading up to that moment to avoid the the overt nature of it. You know, I mean, it, it seems like sometimes there are solutions that are available that are ignored by one side or the other. And that that's what uh, adds fuel to that that flame. And uh, that, then uh, one side or the other feels like they don't have any options but to sort of pop the cork on it. Yeah. Well, Jacksonville now not, I mean, maybe they weren't before, but uh, in a real position of strength when it comes to trading our boy Yannick. But 
I guess that's their challenge, right? Maybe he doesn't care what they get back. Apparently not. Yeah, but they, they, they could just make him sit, though, right? Yeah. I guess, but what use is he to them if he's just sitting? But I think that's the I think that's Tony Khan's point. Like, hey, shut your big bazoo. We're working on it. <laughs> I, I told you we were going to trade you, and we're trying. But if you were a little bit better at football, it might be a little easier. Well, where, where's this guy's <laughs> agent? True. The yeah. agent needs to be stepping in and saying, shush, what are you doing? We, we want you traded. You want to be traded. They want to trade you. But, but maybe we will not, they can't trade you for a copy machine. That's only but that, that's, that's part of the backstory that sometimes is not told. Maybe he has been talking to them about this for a considerable amount of time and has seen no action. I mean, that's part of it. He says he was told by Tony Khan his last game with the Jaguars would have been against the Chargers last season. Right, Jake? Mm-hmm. Yep. Still with him, so. I don't know. But the agent should be separate. The agent should be like, hey, listen, let me do my job. Give me your Twitter password. It's just like a family. Do you want want your stuff all all spread out for everybody to see? I mean, that's why some teams really do try to keep everything bottled up. And uh, it gets frustrating for those of us on the outside because we want to know the truth about what's going on. But they're doing everything they can to protect it. Uh, because it's easier for them to operate that way. And maybe it's easier to, to, to make trades or make adjustments uh, without everybody knowing about it, like you were talking about, Jake. I think I that's just, unfortunate when it happens, because obviously there's a, there's a rupture. I think I just came up with a segment idea. Gordon's Dirty Laundry. <laughs> Let's have Gordon just air it out daily at 3.30. <laughs> this could go right along with my new segment, Two Truths and a Lie with Gordon. Ah, Hansen, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which dirty laundry is actual dirty laundry? Is actual dirty laundry. Hmm. You okay with all this, Gordon? Uh, when did you guys play in this behind my back? I'm going to demand no. a trade. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> well, Gordon, don't hurt your value. Save it for the break. <laughs> I don't need the speech. All right, stay tuned. We'll have more Big Show coming up next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrapping up a Monday edition of The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And again, Gordon, today, you know, the bright side of Friday not really feeling like a Friday. Well, Monday doesn't really feel like a Monday either. Yeah, it just feels like another day. So that, you know? that's kind of good, right? Usually Mondays are kind of, oh, the case of the Mondays. Now it's just like, well, every day is kind of that way. <laughs> that is true. That is true. I wonder when, when, when we, uh, everyone keeps saying that we're going to fight our way through this. I wonder what the world's going to look like after, after when that day comes. What's it going to look like? Are people going to be closer? Are they going to be, are they going to feel closer and yet they're, are they going to shy away from being close to other people? How, what's it going to look like? Um, I mean, whenever that is, I hope it goes back to looking a lot like it did before. I'd like to get back think, to normal. You think it will? I'd well, like I mean, to go to a concert again, yeah. Maybe people, maybe people will appreciate one another a little better. Uh, maybe, no? hopefully. Yeah. Too, too, uh, too uh, hopeful there. I don't know. We'll see. No, but I, I mean, I do. I know that, uh, you know, everybody jokes about the handshake and uh, we're not going to do that anymore and all that stuff. But I, I honestly hope that we get back to some semblance of normal. Yeah. It's yeah. almost hard to, it's hard to even remember. It's hard to even imagine. 
you know, what, what it's going to take. But I guess they, they got through various pandemics in the past, so, and, and life moved on. Yeah, we, I just, we'll figure out a way. Get it done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would like to get back to some semblance of normal at some point, realizing that that can't happen tomorrow. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, I'd like to, you know, go to a, you know, Austin's big in the mosh pit concerting uh, scene. <laughs> you know, I'm sure he'd be like to get back oh. in there and throw those elbows Someone around. Someone needs to catch an elbow to the chin. Yeah, right. That's just how it goes. Well, maybe we can ask Angela Dunn about this when we have her on the show tomorrow. If Dr. Ma- Dunn. If mosh pits will be advisable. <laughs> when can we get back to, uh, you know, slam dancing? When, when can we get back there? Maybe we'll ask her about that. Mosh pitting in particular. When's the last time you elbowed somebody, Gordon? You seem like a rec league elbower. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Razor pro- sharp. Probably back when I was playing City League. Yeah. yeah. But I, I didn't do that sort of thing on purpose. Did you do the old ice pick in between the shoulder blades as you spun in the, in the post? <laughs> no, I was pretty careful about uh, not uh, trying to purposely uh, harm other people. That sounds convincing. Uh, but uh, Gordon did uh, did mention this. Dr. Dunn's going to be on with us at the top of the 4 o'clock hour coming up tomorrow. So we're very excited about that. And if you did not see Gordon's feature on Dr. Dunn, it's up at sltrib.com. And I thought it was very, very good. So it'll be fun to talk to her tomorrow, Gordon. Yeah, it will be. She's a very interesting person. All right, Gordo. You have yourself a fine evening, buddy. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Yeah, you too, Austin. Have a good one. And uh, we uh, hope all our listeners are staying safe and sane. We'll talk to you tomorrow on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone.